Good evening and welcome to horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And we are here this evening, as promised, as always, to discuss uh, the second part of our uh, countryside. Countryside. Yes. Yeah. Or as uh, Lady Jennifer pointed out at the very first five minutes of this film, what should have been called Kick-Ass Blondes, because this film also <laughs> starts with two blondes really giving it some heavy stick. We are covering 2006 film Severance. Um there will be a lot of swearing. There will be a lot of spoilers. Uh, I I am going to go out on a limb and say, if you haven't seen this film, stop now, crack it down, watch it and return. Because I am very confident that we all love this movie and we are not alone. But not enough people have seen it. So it's one that there's a chance you've not seen. Uh, I know, Chris, you, it took a while for you to track I it down. Absolutely, yeah, I, and I had not heard anything about it. So you mentioned it; it did not stand out to me as you know something that I absolutely need to check out. And it turns out I should have done. Yes. So on that, let's dive right into it. So on your first viewing, Chris, I just to give you a bit of background. Um, I heard about this uh, from a Canadian podcast. The, the godfather mm. of horror podcast, the horror etc. podcast, um, did mm. um, an episode on British com Cora fucking Nora. It's not, it's not even the <laughs> weekend. Cora, Cora I'm not even, not even drinking. Um, this is sobriety for you. <laughs> <laughs> British horror comedy. Um, and they covered The Cottage and this uh, and Shaun of the Dead and a film called Botched, which they were less fans of. Um, okay. So I tracked it down, watched it in the week, had to have Adam over on Saturday night to re-watch it. Um, yeah. And I think I don't think I've been back to it again since. But, Chris, what was Yeah, well, that's, that's funny. I As I was watching it, I was thinking, this is definitely something I would be happy to watch again. And I don't <laughs> always think that. You know, sometimes it's like, this is an amazing film, but I just don't feel like I want to rush back to it. Saying that, there's a bit of a a double take here so i just want to start off with my little bit of alliteration i definitely don't dislike danny dyer <laughs> i don't know why it's not like him like clearly there's something about him that seems to, he's had some negative press as far as i gather but i have completely missed all of that the only two things i can think of ever seeing him in is human traffic and this and amazing in both yeah, yeah, right. So he absolutely, it's hard to think of a better actor for these two roles. But yeah, like, uh, I, yeah, I, I did not <laughs> expect this to be anywhere near as funny as it was making me just laugh so much. With so, like, just overall, the dialogue and the characters play together so well, especially I did not realize Captain Darling. Yeah. Um, oh, Lord Percy. Richard, Percy. <laughs> So Tim McKin McKinney. It's McKin I always McKinney. said McKinney. I always said McKinney, but I think it's McInerney. Ah, okay, McInerney. Right. Tim um, McInerney. Yeah, like, that sounds like three people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I. So it's a Nickelodeon show. Him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, you're seeing them on on the coach, and you're like, yeah, okay, it's interesting. This is this. They've clearly captured. 
exactly how one of these coach trips plays out. <laughs> and I, I saw yeah. him leading it and I was like, is, is that going to be good? And it just absolutely, <laughs> it was just so entertaining. Um, yeah, but just so, some of the quotes cracked me up. But on the whole, the dialogue is amazing. But it's just things like, um, I found the pie. And it's just the way they're all like, <laughs> yeah. <"What?" laughs> You're just like, yeah, these are these are the real characters. Um, I, cooked, I, I cooked it for the full hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because every pie takes an hour. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I'm not, you know, I don't tend to like sexist things, but when Danny Dyer delivers it, English birds ain't complicated. You buy my Bacardi Breezer and then ride you like sea biscuit. And it's just, <laughs> it just delivers those sort of lines. It's just him. And you think, I could so imagine him delivering that when he's just out with his mates in a casual, sexist kind of way. That, I believe that's the secret of Danny Dyer in his successful it, roles is when Danny Dyer is playing Danny is Dyer. Danny Dyer. He is. He's one of those actors, if you put him in the right thing, he's perfect because he's yeah, timing and he's, deli- yeah. he's delivery. Mm. You were saying about, the you know, not wanting to just, you know, sort of go through all the hilarious lines, but his mm. line when he's mushroomed out of his tits and yeah, he goes yeah. to that bloke, you turn around with that big wide eyes. I literally laughed until I thought I was going to puke. I, 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 and I, I don't, I don't wish to name and shame anyone on the podcast. So I'll be as abstract as I can in my next statement. But <laughs> I recall the main thing that you, Lee, so when Lee said he'd seen it, because weirdly mm. enough, um, Sarah, my sister, for listeners, um, yeah. Is a massive Danny Dyer fan. Love you, Sarah. Oh, okay. And she's a massive Danny Dyer fan. She thinks she's great. I think she went. She went to a book signing where apparently uh. he did his catchphrase, which, if you remember from Danny Dyer's Deadliest Men, was "I'm shitting myself." So, but um, yeah, he. Um, I remember you sort of like. So she, I saw it a few times, like where she had it as well, but. Um, mm. Yeah, I remember the specific reason when we got round there was Lee and was particularly talking to Dean, his brother, about a piece of what I'm going to describe as ve- somewhat niche observational comedy in this. <laughs> yeah. Involving experiences in altered states. So let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Not to confess to anything on the show, but that, like that bit when he's going, I think I feel damp. I think I might have pissed myself. Can you check? Like yeah. it just like it just rang so true as the kind of thing that you hear people saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On mushrooms. On yeah. mushrooms. And it's it's yeah, yeah, it's that very oh, and he just like, he plays it so well. Like it, mm. he's just and, and, everyone fucking does. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely. The, the the cast I know and the cast I don't are all fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And the so the fact that all the characters are characters and are all humorous. There's not a straight person. Some of them know they're being funny and some mm. of them don't know they're being funny, but everyone has a comic <laughs> feel to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's not like no one in it is the the nearest. I su- I don't know. It's not. 
like I think, the I think it can be kind of be epitomized by how when the bear trap is is chopping oh. off his leg, it's still still they're funny in it. Yeah, the gore it's like, is horrible, but but they so, just I, I mean it, the fact it that like they can't them. hold it open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. The fact they can't hold it open is so realistic. Uh, Andy <sighs> Nyman is uh, again another one of the scenes that I particularly liked where they it it felt like a lesser film would show it and they didn't was him on the diving mm. board. Yes, where you keep seeing him and you're waiting yeah. for him to fall yeah. in and you don't see it, but you just see <laughs> yeah. the next scene where he's soaking wet and covered <laughs> in leaves. <laughs> Yeah, and it almost makes it, is... it funnier because if you'd seen it, you know exactly what's it... coming. The fact that you don't it's... see it somehow is mm. more powerful. <laughs> I tell you what, I forgot the other thing. I forget is when you watch it, this this film is f- so well fucking shot, and f- you know, mm. there's a lot of that sounds really basic, but there's a lot of thought in it. Yeah, and yeah, more than you might think. You don't, it's but it's also or... interesting. You don't lose track of a film that mm. has horror elements. Two, well, three fictionalized flashbacks. Mm. So you know when they're telling the story of what the lodge used to that, be. That that was yeah, all in different and, styles. <laughs> yeah, and someone yeah. on hallucinating on <laughs> mushrooms and a cheese dream. <laughs> but you never lose track of it's yeah. never confusing, even mm. though it should be. Yeah. You can follow on paper, it definitely you follow is. those you, you you follow those turns and yeah. it never sort of detracts. And, and and even within all those moments, like the overall the overarching story story arc it is ridiculously but ridiculously uh terrible as well because it's it's got a serious element to it all and it's like i almost i got to the point was you know you could tell it's got that even from the start because it's like well this is clearly a morality situation if they were working for an arms manufacturer yeah i wonder if it was made now that would have been a different thing Mm. in some way or another because i think because i think for a start you can have a company that has their hands in a lot of different things. And there's still an argument of culpability if the umbrella corporation, if you're if the thing that owns yeah, your company yeah. also owns a company that sells weapons or Yeah, then you can't you know, really so you can't differentiate between what you're doing scientifically and how it's being applied into an into an unpleasant yeah, Use. but I th- yeah. but I think nowadays I think they'd make it s- somewhat less because watching is it's weird because it's not that old a film, but I just don't think it would be. It's like you say, there's they all work for the fucking weapons. That, that's kind of funny, so right? Because because not... that is weird though. So, I mean, two thousand six is literally quite a few years ago, but it is of a <laughs> modern. Modern. It's funny though. Jennifer said the same thing about the the scene with um, Neil McKinnery. Tim McKinnery. McKinnery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The the scene with him where he's talking to that woman and it keeps getting more and more sort of complicated because he's trying to Mm. correct him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like. Yeah, that that's having a conversation now, 
but you didn't mm. think of mm. that as having a conversation in 2006 like it's what and even on the bus at the very beginning where the the woman suddenly says you do realize that what you've made is a you know a, a training video for the ss or whatever like yeah. or the hitler yeah. youth yeah like hitler it, youth, yeah, I think. yeah but it is it's that well, very, like yeah, no, it feels, very aware it of itself yeah back then yeah it, yeah, Absolutely. it has an aware, and but also it's that weird thing which highlights that odd juxtaposition of corporate culture versus mm. a weapons manufacturer. Yeah, you know, yeah. where it's like, well, yeah. I don't want to cause offense, and I didn't want to do, mm. you know, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. look like I've sexually harassed someone or, you know, or, you know, uh, whatever like that. But we are selling you things sell. that kill me, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's sort of, yeah, but yeah, it's. But like I say, and weirdly enough, I think the thing, the weird thing is with it, is it is actually is fucking brutal, right? So, yeah. so places, this this, this was going to really be my is. this was going to be my negative, right? And I was trying to figure out is it one just my mood? I'm not wasn't quite ready for it. I don't know what it was, right? But I almost think they did too good a job of it being too funny and too entertaining that I just wanted more of that. And when it turned, it was like. Oh, I sort of want a bit more funny, but but mm. I absolutely did did get into it, and then all the way through to the end when it starts to get very entertaining again, especially the very last word, I was like, "Yeah, no, you've done me." Perfect, perfect ending. It is it is very much a as you say, like we've said it before, a film of sections. Yeah, yeah, where literally. Really. When I rewatched it this time for the first. Uh, from when they're on the bus until mm. he finds the tooth in the thing, I literally giggled the whole way through nonstop. Yeah. I was mm. still laughing at previous jokes when the next scene was happening. <laughs> and you just laugh and laugh. And then all of a sudden, as you say, the bear trap stuff starts happening. You go, yeah. oh, fuck, yeah, Oof. no, this is getting really brutal, yeah. really over the top. When they see the coach, it's like, yeah, this is this is. Going bad. And the guy with his guts have had a yeah. guts drags out into the walk. Like, but the, but, the, but all of that is after the first scene, where the very first scene is the flashback to the sort of roughly or the flash end. forward, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and but yeah, and so you almost completely forget that, really. It's like <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's mad. It's brilliantly constructed, it's excellently paced, it's got Mm. It, like it's got everything and, and it is it's one of those films i'm disappointed in myself for not watching more frequently because mm. no matter what you're in yeah. the mood for this has fucking got it in an abundance yeah really well done it's as you said adam it's so beautifully shot like all the scenery and stuff is all amazing mm. the comedy is exceptional the good also the, the horror the, the the sinisterness is in there right from the start because there's bits yeah. like where you've obviously had that the fucking ridiculous scene where he's tripping and having a piss. Mm. <laughs> and then he turns around to finish his piss and no one sees it, but it slowly uncovers a dead body. <laughs> like just the slowly uncovers like some someone's face buried under yeah. the dirt. And you're like, oh, so, yeah, that's horrible. I've it, forgotten all about that. That's really horrific. <laughs> it's but just it's so it's yeah it's a, it's a testament to it because i think because there are bits of it that are lit you know are near torture portals of, of yeah so that's yeah in terms that, that was of, in terms it. Of, yeah in terms of fear in terms of characters mm. in fear 
because I think like particularly um, like um, Andy Nyman and Jill Cla- mm. uh, Claudie Blakely, yeah. um, both there. De- uh, that I mean that's fucking horrible mm. because it because it's again they're not their characters you've come to like or come to sort yeah. of or you understand yeah, if nothing else. Yeah, and definitely. then you sort of yeah. Andy Knight is such a like he's such a lovable character. As you say, despite the fact mm. he works for that company, you can see how he doesn't even have that part of his brain switched on. He just does his job. Yeah. He doesn't think about yeah. it and he's very Focused on he, it, he's, he's very single-minded, he, and oh, and he's, he's, a, just... he's a well, he's he's a typical sort of like, you know, Middle not management. quite management, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, been with the been with the company for years, like, and just, just gets on with his job. Of, it's just all yeah. right, and yeah. just very efficient at his job, <laughs> yeah. and his job is being a pain in the ass. Oh, he just excels in it. As you say, everybody does. And I think that's, that, again, that's another one of the things I love about this is the fact that, I know we say it quite frequently, but there's no weak links in this. Like, no. of the main yeah. characters, everyone, as you said, Adam, even those who you don't recognise so much, uh, you know, hold their own Works, people but... who you see day in and day out I think... on TV and in movies and just, yeah just absolutely sell it a hundred percent it's like even the fact that like harris is likable mm. even though in other films he would be much more you know you understand him yes he does want uh tim McInerney's job mm. you know but he probably is more competent than tim McInerney. Yeah. you know what i mean it's not it's well, not hard to be better well, at that almost anyone because <laughs> yeah. he's a fucking idiot and he you're he stuck isn't under shit this about fucking idiot, getting it either. That's the other thing. Like, none, mm. nobody does anything obnoxious or, you know, that you'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, what a prick move. Like, the majority of people just are, they're jostling for a position, but they're doing it in a realistic and believable fashion, like mm. I said. Um, yeah. And especially on one of these kind of team building weekend exercises thing where you. You know, you know, you are it's, being judged, but it's supposed to be a relaxed atmosphere. But nobody's relaxed because you all know, apart from obviously Danny Dyer, who's just like, that's a weekend, care. weekend abroad. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get out my fucking nut and have sex with some prostitutes. And he's quite but happy with that. The... He's, he's not trying to get up the ladder, so he doesn't give a shit. But that, but that's the thing is it's it's that proper thing of it's a workplace thing. In so much as sometimes when you're at work, you do meet people who become friends. You might hang around with them outside of work or whatever like that. But in the main, you're with a group of people that you would not, you don't yeah. have much yeah, in common yeah. with other mm. than your aside work from working. Place. Yeah. And so when you go away on this, as you say, like supposed holiday, mm. it's still fucking work. Yeah. It and it's an still awkward... sort of there's still the hierarchy there, and there's mm-hmm. still and that takes yeah. you back to that bit that, that that same scene, the Danny Dyer bit with that guy when he's you know obviously tripping pretty hard, and he says, mm-hmm. "I know we're mates and everything, but if you look at my cock one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna proper fucking kick off." 
<laughs> like it's, it's it's that like proximity thing of people who you work with who you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just love it. I've got to say, actually, um, I know that obviously we're selling this and a hundred percent recommending it, but I can't think of a better recommend right now than to uh, bring up the quote that Jennifer sent. Now, Lady Jennifer, mm. previous frequent guest on the show. Um, Contributor. Yes. Team member. Yes. She's like the Jeremy Dyson of Welcome <laughs> to Horror. <laughs> Who doesn't swear and generally will only watch films once and then once she's seen them, she doesn't have to return. So we watched this and while the closing, t- uh, the closing titles were still coming up, she sent to the group, Danny fucking Dyer, I forgot he even did anything good. Loved rewatching this film. Yeah. Yeah. That, that does sum it up pretty good. The weird thing is as well is because I had to, so I had to track it down. That's the weird thing. I get the impression this was something we were mm. talking about, like on the uh, WhatsApp, is I get the impression that this is something that's fallen between the cracks of streaming and physical media. Hmm. In that this was Danny Dyer did a lot of films that did that sold a lot of DVDs and then ended up in cash converters or charity shops and things like that. <laughs> is, is it is it like the people that own the licenses to this just haven't answered some of their emails and like the streamers <laughs> are try, trying to get it and it's like you know then who knows there could be some mad rights issue in it I don't, yeah. there's nothing i could see online it was just i but think sure, it would surely be fine you know you'd have thought mm. it would be valuable to have on there i don't know who's in it who so wouldn't just... want it to be out there like yeah. there's nothing in no. it that you'd look back on and go oh shit yeah no that was a bit or you know like oh, no, I don't someone think, I don't think I'd I'd love, love to know what it was ability do you know what i mean i don't yeah. know if that would even be a thing they would have any say in um, in terms of the film, I think it, but like I say, I think it was just one of those things that when people like this sounds te- but like everyday people still bought DVDs, mm. everyday people now stream everything. Mm. No one bothers buying DVDs, it's a dying media. I do, but you know, I'm twisted and obsessed, and me too, you know, it's so I'm still buying the bloody things. Because I and like extras. having, yeah, I want the extras. I like having the thing. I like having a little thing that says, look, I've seen that. That's good. <laughs> and so, but it's weird. When So I had got this, I think I got it like secondhand off of Music Magpie or something like that. And it came through mm. and the cover is just bright red with the characters in like black and white sort of monochrome over same the top one of that red. Got, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that not just the same cover that was like the football factory, Rise yeah. of the Foot Soldier? There was a lot of DVDs that looked like that, that all were very much cash converters classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Danny Dyer's in a lot of them. I think I don't know whether it was like <laughs> but also when I when I was looking at the DVD, it was really clear as well that it all come from Shaun of the Dead as well. Yeah, mm. like the the artwork of the Shaun of the Dead DVD, it was the same, you know, and everything. So I think, I think they tried yeah. to tie into that UK based 
horror comedy thing, yeah, and had maybe just looked at, at, at as you say, at Shaun of the Dead and gone, let's make something that looks a little bit similar ish. It's, it's, so, it's so the cover identifies it to people. It's like you haven't got a trailer in front of you, but it's the, it's the oh, well, that looks a bit like Shaun of the Dead. I'll buy that, you know. It's like we said before with the, was it when we covered Near Dark? And we were saying, oh, yeah, when yeah. Twilight came out, they did a new release of Near Dark and made it look a bit Twilight. And I was like... Yeah, it was yeah, just that's... May's face in close-up, quite sparkly, sort of, yeah. That's going to fuck everybody up who sees this and thinks that oh, looks yeah. a bit like it and it's another vampire movie. And then watch it. But hopefully hmm. it does the job. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem to have worked with this because nobody talks about this film anywhere near as much as they should. Yeah. It's an absolute... Like... It, like we've said, it's literally got everything. It's fantastically made. It's brilliant. It, it just, yeah, it, it just it, isn't as well recognised as it should be. It's it's weird as well because it's that, like The Cottage, mm. like on our previous episode, like you pointed out, Lee, you've got that thing of you've got like Andy Nyman representing the... and. Danny Dyer representing comedy at that point and Tim McInerney in there as like representing the previous generation, much mm. like when we had Stephen O'Donnell and Reece Shearsmith in The yeah. Cottage. And they all sort of come about at this same sort of time. And I think and even something like, I definitely would include Dog Soldiers in yes. British horror comedy. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think yeah. there was like the 2000s, like that, that, sort of had a really good fucking hit mm. of these things and rightly or wrongly i think they've all sort of gone a bit by the wayside it's i mean like dog soldiers has now started getting a a much more higher profile but then that's because it's like the 25th anniversary or something like that so it's like Keep you know really. or or 20th sorry i don't i didn't want to worry you that much but it's yeah it's about like 20th anniversary i think we're was, old but but yeah, yeah I, I think it's yeah, I think it was last year. I think it was two thousand three. Dog Soldiers would have been a perfect if we'd done this as a triple bill rather than a you know a a, a two episode monthly thing. Yeah, Dog mm. Soldiers I think would have been the perfect accompaniment to this. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's got that same perfect balance, like super gore, good high production values, really funny, and then you think back of it as oh that was funny and horrific and then when you watch it back you go you know both of those are ramped up to 10 and really? it's, it's yeah. imperfect have you not seen dog soldiers chris we covered yeah, it um, we covered it yeah we did yeah yeah, yeah. thank fuck but for I, that but but, but, but <laughs> no but i could totally understand because i'm trying to think back to the scenes in it and it's like yeah no it's it's become murky i bet if i did watch it again like this i'm sure this will have exactly the same thing i remember oh, it as being yeah funny and dark but it's like watching it again i'll be blown away at just how good it is it's all the landis and carpenter fans all suddenly got old enough to make films yeah, i yeah. think that's what happened and you get so you get this yeah. stuff that is is because it's in that same sort of thing with american werewolf of having yeah. genuine mm. horror and genuinely Gen funny comedy like i still but, can't get my head around on purpose, American you know, Werewolf <laughs> being funny because in my head it it was always that terrifying film that I'm almost never going to be old enough to watch. 
but I just heard about it for so long. It's like it's so weird when I found out it was funny. I think most people knew it from the video, the making of th- Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's what they knew yeah. of. You know, the <laughs> yeah. bit with uh, there's a disturbance in Piccadilly Circus with some sort of mad dog, David, <laughs> and, that, and that was the clip they showed to say why John Landis got the gig. But it absolutely is. Like, American Werewolf launched all of these films. Like, mm. being able to perfectly blend that came yeah. came from that from that one film, I think, really. I mean, there was a lot of horror comedies before, but they were mainly, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but I feel that before that, a lot of it was comedy based on the monsters or whatever. Mm. Whereas, yeah, American Werewolf was a perfect blend of the two. And then all of these films, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's plagiarism or whatever, but like it's created my favourite genre, if I'm honest, yeah, is the horror comedy where both are are equal and fantastically Mm. done. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and it's been done so fucking well over the last few decades. Um, Now, the the interesting thing is, and I don't know, uh, did you guys realise, you know who the director of this is? It's, so it's Christopher Smith, who also directed Triangle, which we obviously fucking love. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Mm. But also is another film that has sort of, it doesn't seem to get its due. It's starting to get it, yeah. you know, like 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 I said with Dog Soldiers, starting to get its due now, even mm. though that's like twenty years ago. And similarly, so he he did Triangle, which we obviously loved and raved about, and said, "Why don't more people see it?" Yep. Uh, he also did Creep, which I'd love to do on the fucking show. The um, uh, the one on the underground. Holy shit! I saw that in the cinema. Was it with you? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um. But Did we also see done... with my parents? Was it you and my parents? Possibly. I've got a feeling it was you, me, Dean, and my mum and dad. Which I is think it probably weird. was, actually, yeah. I don't know why my parents wanted to see it on the big screen, but I'm sure that happened. But he's also done uh he's also done a film that I want I keep hearing good things about. Uh he did a film called Black Death, which I think is like a medieval I think it's just a medieval horror um i think sean ben's in it but oh, um a minute no I, yeah no maybe yes yes i have seen it yes i have it's excellent oh right okay i was trying to but yeah so i, I think rolling back through it yes i've definitely seen that it was definitely great so i mm. think we need to i think we need to ex- explore christopher smith because you know, he's done two that we've raved about. Creep, I, I love Creep. I think it's a fucking great film. Uh, again, very stylized, and, you know, and but much more a straight-up horror rather than yeah. a horror comedy. Like I mean, like, Triangle's not a comedy. Um, but, you know, he's, it's, it's there. And I think he, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's... It's weird because I think the the cottage not so much. I seem to remember the cottage more, but this I was kind of like, oh yeah, it was okay. I'll watch it again. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't exciting or anything else like that. And I watched it. I was like, actually, this is a fuck sight more fucking entertaining than you know. This is way better than I remember. You know, even 
I don't mm. even know if it's remembering it or just putting two and two together. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it was that film from 2000 with Danny Dyer. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> so I remember it being fantastic, but then I, I, I don't know. I just didn't really go back to it as much as I mm. should have done. And then when I, you know, when we said we were going to do this, I said, oh, if we're going to do The Cottage, then severance would be a perfect accompaniment. Definitely fits. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Absolutely when I watched it back, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, I should have been watching this so much more <laughs> yeah. because it, it just fits every mood. And it's just, and it, again, it's a great film, you know, like we, we've said it so many times before, but films to have your friends over to. Like I remember watching this with you and uh, uh, that's Adam. Uh, yeah. Mm. And Dean and Lady Jennifer. Yeah. And that's just, having a fucking whale of a time watching this like yeah. it's a it's a fantastic group watching film mm. so it yeah it's it's just perfect it's a it's a really good yeah really well paced really funny really horrific good time yeah, yeah. absolutely and and i think it's a testament to it that there is there's gore in there that I think if that if it was just that as a, as the film all the way through, I don't think it'd be a film that any of us would actually rate that highly or bother. No, bother with at all. You know, absolutely. it's the it's the other side of it that absolutely elevates it. That you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm it's okay to have it's okay to have the amount that's in there. It's like, yeah, all right, that that does create the overall effect of. Yeah, what it's meant to do, but yeah. Well, I think I think it's that it's that Quentin Tarantino thing from um, mm. when he was talking about Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is that villains should, even in comedies, the villains should be villains. villains they should yeah, be, they yeah. should do bad things and kill yeah. people because definitely that's it, it's still the threat. It still needs mm. to be there. Yeah, and again, it's it's like you know the sort of um, uh, Return of the Living Dead or whatever, where if you have extreme gore and horror in a sort of a, a serious film it can be a little much and it can be a little difficult to handle whereas if you as soon as you've put comedy in the scenes around it and you show it it suddenly mm. becomes hilarious but it's, it's exactly mm. the same shot exactly the same scene but if you make it funny before it happens then it kind of elevates the comedy and takes away from the horror and you can take a lot more in a comedy film than you can with like a straight up horror uh yeah, yeah. And I, and this is a perfect example of that i think Chris i think the one that yeah no i'm I just thinking the, some of the scenes i think the <laughs> one funny death is it's just the the just the lovely moment of where Harris has been talking about your head stays alive after you yeah. get it cut off, <laughs> and then he gets his head cut off, and just the wry smile of, oh yeah, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> oh, it's just brilliant, and it looks so good as well. I mean, two thousand and six isn't that long ago, but we've watched films. Mm far newer than that where yeah. CGI and stuff have looked dog shit but that looks excellent well, if, still now if you want the one if you want the one thing I did find out about it which was um, the um, giving you an idea of how low the budget was they only had one coach mm. so they could only mm. do the stunt once oh really 
and the guy who plays the coach driver, like who he has the argument with, was mm. the coach driver, and he's a stunt driver. And um, <laughs> Sandor Boris, look at his fucking forearms. He's a monster. Of yeah. A oh yeah. <laughs> um, so he's so he's a stunt driver, and he did the he did the crash, mm. and he just wore a seatbelt and a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> and they said to him so they'd set it up and they said right so what happens is the coach goes over at 35 miles per hour over a ramp and then we'll get it to you know then that's that will cause the crash yeah. so um and he thought that sounds a bit you know lax let's make it spectacular so he did it at 50 fucking and hell they basically had to start like they had to quickly rewrite it so everyone's much more injured in the coach crash <laughs> because he just fucking totaled it when they just wanted it to crash and he mm. did that to it and Jesus. at that point it was like oh yeah no people are gonna have to be flung out of this <laughs> yeah people are gonna have to have fucking m major fucking head wounds and stuff like that because this guy had just gone yeah I'll tell you what, no, I'll give it a bit of welly. <laughs> I've got to say, that's a good call. He he pulled that off very well. Yeah. He, he we... was dragged out unconscious. I mean, he survived. He was fine. <laughs> but, yeah, he knocked Jeez. himself out doing it as well. Well, and, I'm glad uh, it was worth it. Yeah, I mean... It, oh, it, uh, the film's a masterpiece. And it, if, you're gonna, <laughs> if you are going to choose to go fucking balls to the wall, this is the film to do it in. What a yeah. fucking legend. Right. <laughs> On that note, go and check out everything that that fucking stuntman has done because I'm going to be doing so. Um, we'll return. Do you want a quick one? Yeah, go Sunshine, on. Don't Breathe, Red Heat, Hellboy 2, oh. Jacob the Liar, and Highlander the Source. There you go. Find them. Hopefully, he's still alive after all them, but who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking awesome dude. Right. Anyway. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we will be back in a fortnight's time. We're going to be covering something a bit different. Uh, we've been given access to a new film that has only just come out uh, here and in the US and Canada. Uh, and we will be discussing that. So. Ooh. Sounds exciting. So there'll be no spoilers, but we'll let you know what's going on. There'll still be swearing. Just let, There'll definitely be fucking swearing. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you in a fortnight. Thanks very much for listening. Good night. Goodbye. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Good night. Good night, Denon. <laughs> you haven't finished recording. Happy birthday for Friday. That's all. Oh, right. thank, thank you. you. Ooh, yes, thank you. Hey. Thank you from Werner Herzog. That is so. <laughs> show me the baby. That is just incredible. Thank you, gentlemen. I will now be devouring this. And a feast for my eyes. It was worth it just Most for that. Glorious. I'm leaving all this in. I'm leaving all this in.